Welcome to another episode of the Modern Z mini-series. In case you're new, the Modern Z is a blog and podcast channel dedicated to providing Generation Z individuals, that is, those born in or after 1997, with a platform to share ideas, stories, and experiences. With each episode, we discuss a new topic and seek students from around the world to share their thoughts and have a discussion that inspires and resonates with our audiences. Our mini-series episodes typically range between 7 to 15 minutes, with me sharing some insights into my daily life, interests, habits, and routine. We publish our content in the form of a podcast, as well as a blog post, giving you the choice to either listen or read, whatever you prefer. For more information, head over to www.themodernz.com. We also have short summary articles on Medium, with update notifications on our social media pages. I'll link these down in the show notes below. That said, let's get into today's topic. They say university students around the world have more in common with each other than they do with their own cultures, families, and friends. Living off cup noodles, leftover pizza, Red Bull cans, and takeout become the norm. Diligently going to class in your first year, or even first semester, before you progress forward and find yourself sleeping in every time your calendar alerts you of a 9 a.m. lecture. Procrastinating assignments because, hey, the due date is weeks away, and you won't need more than one night's effort fueled by some cups of coffee to maintain your sanity. Free entry for student nights at the clubs, where the entire university comes together in a tiny packed space, drinking, dancing, and living like it's their last night of life. Oh, and most recently, studying during COVID-19, where Zoom meetings and online submissions became basic as introverts rejoiced in their own little world of solitude. Any of this sound familiar? Sure, not all students might fit this description, but for the most part, based on what I've seen and experienced, it does make up for a good majority. What's the cause behind these, though? Well, let's address these one by one. Also, this might be a reality check in the face for some of you listening out there. It was for me when I thought of this episode. So if you're someone who doesn't quite appreciate being called out for their habits, feel free to to turn off the episode. So then, how do we students really live? Well, we live off cup noodles, takeout, and leftover pizza because it's cheap, convenient, and some would say delicious. In fact, I live right next to Domino's and every day I see some new deal for a $5 pizza and whatnot. The reality? We don't know how to cook and we're too lazy to learn. We watch Gordon Ramsay and MasterChef videos to admire food but struggle to cook even the basics of dishes. For some, cracking open and flipping an egg is an accomplishment. We procrastinate our assignments because we think we're smarter than we actually are. Oh, how hard can an essay be, right? Research is standard. Uh, I do these all the time. The truth is that our minds have become wired to hedonistic behavior, and working on a research report that's due in two weeks now? That's not pleasurable now, is it? No. No, we'd, we'd much rather binge that new series on Netflix. You know, the one that we know nothing about but we'll watch anyway because everyone else is. We'd much rather go out partying because, once again, that fear of missing out kicks in. Clearly, there's something new and exciting taking place at the clubs every week. We'd much rather feed our indulgent vices than fight off the laziness to get work done. We go to class in first year, only to skip it a while later, because lecturers get boring. I mean, come on. Lectures don't offer the same thrill, excitement, and dopamine hits that our Snapchat streaks, Facebook memes, and Instagram highlights do. Plus, we're still procrastinating that research essay from earlier 
so we couldn't get any sleep. No, we were too busy telling the world how we spent all of last night working on an assignment and how university is unfair to us because they schedule two exams one after the other. Or how bad our life is for having multiple assignments due on one day. As a result, we couldn't get much sleep there either. And so we can't make it to class. No, productive people don't get much sleep now, do they? You might be thinking, wow, this guy is really one judgmental son of a bitch. But what if I told you that a study of over 14,000 students around the world found that university undergraduates are more likely to have lower levels of health and well-being than all the other young people aged between 20 and 24. Secondly, 17% of students felt that their life was highly worthwhile, a number that was previously 22% in 2016. Additional research by the Collegiate Mental Health Report found that one in five university students suffers from anxiety and or depression, with excessive cigarette smoking, drug use, and alcohol consumption being positively associated with these conditions. There's no cause and effect relationship stated, but clearly something doesn't add up. So that brings me to today's topic, and the core principle that I believe is missing in most university students' lives that is causing these problems. Discipline. When we think of discipline, often at times the thought of following rules, obeying the law, and doing what's right comes to mind. While these are a part of being disciplined, they're not everything. For this episode, I've broken up discipline into three categories, each serving its own purpose at the right place and at the right time. Number two, physical discipline. This typically includes consuming high amounts of fast, processed foods, excessive amounts of alcohol, and lack of movement and exercise and rest. Many of us never had to cook while we were growing up. Most of the time, it was our mom cooking up something special every day. So naturally, when we came to uni, the instant independence uh, came out to be quite overwhelming. And so we resorted to fast food, cup noodles, and whatnot. Along with this, we, we see people going to the gym and playing sports and think about jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, and New Year's resolutions? Well, they're an entirely different group of people altogether. When it comes to eating healthy, I'd say that the best place to start is to devote some time every week to diligently go grocery shopping. The food industry has changed significantly, and there are plenty of companies manufacturing healthy alternative options because there is an active market for it. Starting with the basics, whole foods, fruits, vegetables, meat, fish, and eggs if possible, grains, lentils, and beans if you're vegetarian, and so on. Typically, these foods are found towards the outside aisles of a grocery store. Limit the processed foods because they won't keep you full, nor will they do you any good. I don't believe in total restriction, since I love food myself. That's why try incrementally reducing the intake of certain foods that you excessively consume on a daily basis, rather than avoiding them altogether. So for example, if you're addicted to maybe ice cream or sugary drinks, try having them a couple times a week for a change. Switch to other healthy alternatives like frozen yogurt or natural juices. Now, some of you might say that fast and easy foods are cheaper and not everyone can afford healthy foods, to which I would respond that investing in good food that is beneficial to your body is an investment with low risk yet high return, especially if you skip any other avoidable expenditure like that $5 bubble tea or the $15 entry fee to the clubs. If you don't know how to cook, maybe try pairing up with a friend. 
cooking together can be a great way to make the activity enjoyable and also make make up for a good learning experience for both of you. The internet is filled with exciting, delicious recipes for a variety of dietary requirements. Maybe give that a shot. The same applies to working out, by the way. If you're nervous about joining a gym by yourself, take a friend who can keep you accountable. Nowadays, uh, group fitness classes are trending, and they're a great way to get a short 35 to 40 minute workout done for the day. Visualize yourself achieving the goal that you're aiming for, whether that's to lose or gain weight, build muscle, whatever. If you're able to stay on track with your tasks and limit procrastination, you'll also find that you get more peaceful sleep. And come on, who doesn't love sleeping, right? I know it's easy to overdo these things once you build a routine, so taking time off is equally as important. As far as drinking and taking drugs goes, I'm not going to talk about how harmful or beneficial these are. And I'm also not advocating for complete abstinence. I try to limit my alcohol intake to a few times a month, that too just enough to keep me in my senses. Because I know that I wouldn't want to overstep and get so drunk that I need my friends to help me get home safely. And let's not even get into drunk driving. So just like we spoke about with mental discipline, before consuming something that you're unsure of, ask yourself, should I be putting this inside my body? Would I encourage my family or siblings to consume this? Would this uh, do me any good? Everything is fine in moderation, as long as you stay on top of it. Number three, emotional discipline. This one is a little difficult, and one that might stir some of you a little bit. Emotional discipline is hanging out with the right group of people, those who want the best for you, and who aren't pessimistic all the time, people who genuinely care about you. I see a trend these days where criticizing someone or something is considered to be a sign of intellect. Everyone, everywhere is, is criticizing something or the other. Whether that's the government for its policies, the university faculty for its poor management, the lecturer for his ignorance, the barista at their cafe for forgetting about whipped cream, their friend who broke the Snapchat streak, their parents or grandparents who forgot their birthday, it's never ending. Is our world really that bad? Objectively speaking, our world has never been more technologically and intellectually advanced as it is today. While it may be easy to criticize what's bad around us, consider how grateful our ancestors would be if they had even a fraction of what we have today. Toilet paper, easy electricity, emails, access to information, freedom from slavery, and so on. Hanging out with people who are always negatively biased in their approach can tend to bring you down and feel as if your life is shit as well. So when I said this point was difficult, it's because cutting off friends for your own well-being can be one of the hardest things we could do. But doing so if necessary, if those people make us nothing but lazy and pessimistic, could help us in the long run. Emotional discipline is also the ability to stay accountable and take ownership for your life's decisions. For me, this comes through self-reflection and helps prevent attribution bias. This bias is the tendency to blame others for our failures, but reward ourselves for our successes. This is when you ignore what you may have done wrong because blaming the other person is just that much easier. For example, you failed an assignment not because you didn't study enough, but because the lecturer hates you. You didn't see results from the gym, not because you cheated on your meal plan and didn't go, but because the trainers just didn't get you. 
or because your metabolism is shit. Self-reflection can help with avoiding this by actively revisiting your daily decisions and thinking whether or not that was the best thing to have done. Should I have said that to my friend, or was it rude? Maybe it wasn't smart for me to leave the essay until the night before. Taking ownership for your actions and being accountable is the single most valuable trait one can have and is the cornerstone for forging discipline. It can be hard to blame yourself for your mistakes, especially if you're not used to it because of your inflated ego. Nowadays, we're all so afraid of offending other people that we've stopped calling out others on their bullshit, fearing the consequences that would arise should we step on a line, step on a line unknowingly. But the moment we accept that we're no more important than the person in front of us and that our actions are 100% in our control, we'll start appreciating our life much more than we despise it. All right, so those were three different kinds of discipline that I believe university students should strive to forge. For me, building discipline became easy when I began working out. The discipline of exercising and eating well fed into other areas of my life and has gotten ingrained in my mental state. If you feel that discipline is boring and sucks the fun out of life, I assure you that it's just the opposite. Living a life of discipline gives you freedom. Freedom to do as you please, at the right time, at the right place, and with the right people. It changed my life, and now I hope it'll help you. I'm going to be linking our Medium publication page where you can find a short summary of this episode to read. The full version of the corresponding blog for this episode is also going to be linked down below and is available at www.themodernz.com. Do give us a like on our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram for latest updates on episodes. Feel free to share some of your thoughts and comments. Just don't be rude about it. Also, if you're interested in joining us for a podcast or to write something that you're passionate about that you'd like us to feature on our Medium page, shoot us an email with your idea at info at themodernz.com and we can have a chat. Thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next one.